0: I'm Ash Lauren, a DJ, writer, radio host, and RA contributor. This is the fifth exchange I've hosted in collaboration with my blog, Underground in Black. When you dive into the history of Detroit electronic music, you're often quick to learn about the likes of the Bellevue 3, Carl Craig, Jeff Mills, or Underground Resistance. And if you dig a little deeper, you'll stumble upon Moody Man, Theo Parrish, or Omar S., But what about the other vital figures that somehow slip through the cracks in the public perception of Detroit House & Techno? One such figure is a Black woman whose integral role within Detroit House & Techno too often goes overlooked. Jennifer Minks Witcher found her calling one fateful night at Detroit's Music Institute watching Derrick May on the decks. Not long after, a chance gig opportunity jump-started a career that's now spanned over 30 years. From mentoring fellow women in the industry through her collective and label Women on Wax to rocking dance floors across the globe, Richard's contributions cannot be denied or overlooked. A queen amongst Detroiters and beloved throughout the US, Minx without a doubt is one of the trailblazers for women in the DJ industry. The past and present of Detroit's rich music history isn't complete without her. Alright everybody, welcome to another edition of the Underground and Black Times Resident Advisor Exchange. This is Ash Lauren of Underground and Black and I have the pleasure of sitting with DJ Minx uh, and we are live from Detroit.
1: Minx, how are you today? I'm awesome. Thank you so much. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good evening, everybody. I hope everybody's doing well out there. Me too. Definitely.
0: So it's, we're meeting, it's kind of a weird time in the world. Uh, What have you been up to lately and how are you kind of dealing, you know, with the whole COVID situation?
1: Well, during COVID, I mean, like this is a, this is a chance for us to, you know, sit back and think about everything that we haven't done over the years, at least for me. I mean, because it's been a time for me to just sit And uh, go through whatever I've needed to do Like I don't have time for this I don't have time for that And I've made plenty (laughs) of time No excuse now, right? Not (laughs) at all Not at all I've been working on tracks I've been doing remixes I have been um, just doing a few streams I wasn't comfortable with it at first But Mm -hmm. I did get to the point of, you know, starting doing those streams But most of all, I have been doing like some pretty good vegan cooking Oh, awesome yeah, I'm a pretty good cook. I don't want to tell everybody that. <laughs> They're going to be hitting you up. Opinions, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's just been a time to sit and, you know, reflect and get more to myself, which I hadn't done. I'm always running around doing things like that. So I've had time to just sit and there's more meditation going on. I'm doing yoga every single day. Nice. And I'm just working on me every day. So...
0: Yeah, that's um, a lot of people have been kind of saying. Like, there's kind of no excuse to be like, I don't have time. Um, And as, you know, terrible as it is, it sucks we can't have gigs. But I think also I've became kind of a... appreciative for this time because it's like there's things you you're doing that maybe you wouldn't have done you know Absolutely. and things to better yourself mm-hmm. um, you yep. know touring and music is fun but you
1: know self-care is amazing too it's, I'm, yeah
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm because, learning that
1: <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. yeah you got to care about yourself so when you do finally get to the next gig or whatever you'll be better you'll feel better about it exactly yeah um, and you touched on the streaming.
0: I was going to ask you about that. Um, I've been having that conversation with a few people. Um, I know some are just choosing not to do it at all. Some are still getting comfortable. Um, and you said you're just kind of adapting to it. I mean, just because it's our only option at this point.
1: It is. But you know what? The, the feel of the crowd is... I'm not feeling the crowd. Yeah. So, you <laughs> the know, crowd is like your computer. It's like I, a, ca- a camera. I know. This... Is- <laughs> so different and you know it, it's nice of us to actually have the capability of doing the streaming but exactly I'm not ungrateful to that but just to have the feel of the people around me I feed off of a crowd exactly that crowd is going to tell me whether or not I'm gonna play this or play that seriously so yeah. I'm missing that a great deal. Um, I didn't do it at first because I'm, I was thinking like everybody's doing this. How yeah. am I, I? I can't keep up. Exactly. Like you know, we're like, bombarded on I Facebook. Know. it's, it's like, like okay, wait a minute, wait, wait, <laughs> what's next? Okay, this person's up. Let me go over here for a second or whatever. Yeah. And then it's just you know, there's the you know, some people are doing it a whole lot, like several times a day. Some people are doing it every day, and I I just don't feel that in my heart. You know, some people exactly. feel like that, but I, I don't. Sometimes when I watch other streams, I go, you know, like, I need to get more cameras or whatever. Sometimes I feel bored. Yeah. You know, because it's not exciting enough for me. So... I just, you know, here and there, I've done a few streams. Like my, my agent has asked that I do specific streams. So now I'm being more particular in which ones I do.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I agree, yeah. It's it, it's a lot to take in. I definitely think it's important. You know, just kind of pick and choose which ones you want to do. Because um, we are kind of being bombarded, you know what I mean? And I definitely relate with you just like that. Most DJs, you know, you feed off the energy of the crowd, so it's definitely completely different, you know, when you have like a camera, you know, and they're just thinking. And then you gotta look cute. You gotta have the hair. You know, it's just a lot. Then you gotta make you gotta have your house looking all good. You know, you're That's like, hey, oh
1: should I get some plants? Should I get some? You know, black lights? <laughs> right, like, right. What? <laughs> then my cats coming around. They're at my ankles, rubbing my ankles. Oh, I'm of course. To keep dancing, and they're all over the place. And of course, yeah, there's some extra stuff you gotta do, and just I just don't always feel it. So
0: yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people. I don't think we kind of realized how long this would be going on Um, because even me I was like I'm not going to do that whatever we'll have gigs eventually and clearly it's like okay we really don't know right Um, so yeah like you said I get it you know shout out to the people that do like it and can do it every week Um,
1: but we missed the clip okay right (laughs) absolutely that's what I want the darkness and the flashlights and the people exactly yes
0: so well going back a bit I just wanted to see how you were and what was going on currently Um, so you're You know, born and raised in Detroit Yes Um, What was your childhood like for you Growing up in Detroit or your teenage years And like what are your first memories um, of music?
1: My first memories of music are My parents sitting in the living room With the record player Playing 45s One by one When they had people over And this is like all the time At least every other weekend Like because we own like Four gas stations. My father was the man. Okay, and um, <laughs> so on the weekends, they you know would have friends over or whatever, and they would always play music, and you know the children would dance to the music. So. I got a full load of like the Isley Brothers, the Al Greens and yeah. the, the Jacksons. You know, I grew up on all that. Yeah. Good, real. The classics. Yeah. <laughs> Good music. Timeless music. Yeah. And I, lo- I mean, I always loved music and I always danced to music. Yeah. Um, and as a teenager uh, during the 80s, it was just the best music ever. I think that's the best music time. Late 70s, 80s, seriously, for me. Um, Especially in Detroit. I'm sure it was like, yeah, off the charts. Motown, (laughs) right. Um, It took me a while to get to the point of the house music, though. Okay. Because when I would hear it, I just kind of felt like uh, it was annoying. Because it was just like one continuous track after the other. Not as many vocals, just repetitive. Yeah, that that Detroit techno sound. So, you know, not being familiar, this is now what we call a good DJ. Because when they can blend it together like that and you just thought it was one track, that's like a good DJ now. I know that, but... Back then, I was like, "This is a pain."
0: Yeah, like to
1: listen to it. it was on the radio, and it was just like, "Duh, duh, duh." I was like, "Stop!" <laughs> because I was so used to that R and B, yeah. and I did love some old school hip hop too. Okay. And um, one day, I finally heard some. I heard the news about this place opening called the Music Institute, and. Uh, some friends of mine, I used to live downtown, and they'd always come over. So one of my friends wanted to go to the Music Institute. And when they said that, I was going, it's an institute open this late? Like, I didn't know what they were talking <laughs> like, about, should right? Should I bring a pen and paper? <laughs> <laughs> what are we learning tonight? Right? You know? She's like, no, it's a club. It's a club. <laughs> so um, we finally went to the Institute, and they were telling me, like, it was house music, and I was kind of reluctant to go. Okay. And um, we walked because I lived downtown. It was just like a couple of blocks from okay. it. Okay. So
0: what you were like in your like, what, 1920 around
1: this time or like? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, and we saw a line outside of the club. And that was an immediate change for me. Like, I don't give a blank. I don't know if I can say Yeah, right. go ahead. Yeah, you can say it. I don't know. give a damn what... Kind of music they're playing. We have to get in this place. Oh, so you were attracted to the line. You like, oh, yeah. okay. So you need some. Even something. before I got to the actual door, we were riding by to find a parking space and couldn't find a parking space. I was like, that's
0: it. So you could just feel it was bumping was inside. Like, yeah, we gotta get in here.
1: Yeah, it was like eight of us. Okay. And like, yeah. So we got in the line and it took a while, you know, to get up to the door. Yeah. And the guy was like picking people off, like Studio Fifty Four, to go in. Wow. I was like, damn. Well, hell, we. Oh, we really have to get yeah. in now. <laughs> My, yeah, I, yeah, it had to happen at that point. So, and I remember his name was Roger. And he says, well, you guys got to wait. You have to wait because it's like capacity and we can't let anybody in right now. Okay. So, um, you know, we're all just talking to him and trying to like, you know, convince him that we need to be in here. Yeah. And I could just feel the base. Off the wall, like calling you. Yeah. That was like we, yeah, and we're all like over six feet tall. Like, yeah. like my boyfriend at the time was like six, six six nine. Wow! And then it was like six me six one, and everybody yeah. else tall. It was less like he was like, yeah, you guys, you can come in. Yeah. We finally got in, and that was it for me, Ash. Ooh, that was it. And Derek May was on the turntables. Mm. That. Was like, I, I froze looking at this crowd and him playing. He was like in, in an elevated booth. Okay. And he was just rocking side to side and just, he's just like had this place at command. Like when he stopped the music, they freeze. Yeah. Put it back on, they scream. Yeah. That, I, I can't even explain what that was for me. Yeah. You know, all my friends like, hey, let's dance or whatever, but I was frozen. Yeah, just something looking happened, at that yeah. Something immediately. Resonated. Right. Yeah. Okay. So we stayed, you know, for a few hours or whatever, and you know, it never lightened up. The people danced, it was 3 a.m. they were still partying really hard.
0: Yeah.
1: And the next weekend, my girlfriend that lived in the building, she so was like, we should go back to that club. And yeah. I was like, well, let's go. Like, yep. <laughs> let's go. Hell yeah. <laughs> and we started going every week.
0: Okay. But
1: I was going just to look at the dj that's what i was looking oh
0: so you were kind of already fixated on that whole thing okay okay oh
1: man i was okay um and one day i decided to climb up like it was a ladder like through the floor to the booth yeah so i decided to climb up there okay and i was just like nobody stopped me It was nobody there or anything and i just kind of stood there watching him and i was he was you know his back was to me so he didn't know i was there yeah and, you know, I stayed for a few minutes and then I would leave. So I was really, so really just like shy. checking out the
0: gear or just trying yeah, to see I was just what, was like, at what him. is the,
1: yeah. yeah. Girl, he was yeah. so cute. You ever seen him? Yeah. big Devils? <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's gorgeous. Yes, I love it. <laughs> so, but yeah, and then I was, I was intimidated by the um, stuff he was working with. Okay. It was, you know, he was just moving so fast. Yeah. And I never once thought about Being a DJ, I just like to, to, you know, to look at it and how he did. He had that. He was like the puppet master with this crowd.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, So one week I was there and he saw me. He's like, what are you looking at? He's (laughs) just so damn aggressive. Yeah. Damn. (laughs) And I was like, I can do that. He was like, oh, yeah. I was like, "Mm mm-hmm. I'm just talking big shit. Yeah. And then I left Because I was just like Why did I even say Anything to him I shouldn't have been Up there or whatever right. I was thinking to <laughs> myself He was feeling myself, Like I, I could do that <laughs> <laughs> I was talking Some garbage <laughs> Oh I love it But then the following Week we went But I, I didn't go up there Because I was just Still embarrassed To him He yeah. didn't you know, say anything right To me right. But the week after I went up And he was like He pointed to the turntables. Are you doing this yet And I said no You know my eyes Were as wide As my face Yeah. So I'm so me that I was just saying that and he said well don't come back until you are I left with my tail between my legs girl I felt I went all the way back to my I was home I was, what the hell that was awful so I called my mentor Jerry I said let me tell you what this guy Derek May said to me Jerry said oh and he always had the calmest voice oh so you know what that means right I said, no, what does it mean? You, you have to start teaching. I was like, hell no. I was just talking shit. I yeah. didn't mean that. <laughs> I was like, come on, Kat. He's like, no, you, you have to. When you get someone like that that says that to you, you have to do it. I was like, whatever. Brush yeah. it off. So, like, every day for the following week, he was like, are you ready yet? I said, no, I'm not. I'm not going to be ready. This wasn't something I planned to do.
0: So, I was just talking. You just kind of got caught in the moment, said a little something. Right. You're like, yeah, what's up? (laughs) You're like, damn. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, girl, that's exactly what I was like. Okay, damn. So, he kept asking me if I was ready to start spinning. And I kept telling him that I wasn't. You say, like, yeah, well, you, you have to. I mean, this is in you. You know, I see how you love the music. You absolutely love it every time you go. Yeah. And then I didn't go back to the club or anything, or we would go and I would stay down on the bottom level. And I wouldn't go back up or anything like that because, yeah. you know, it was just horrible for me. But um, one day my friends came to my apartment without my knowledge. And, uh, hey, we're coming up. I was like, okay. And they come up with two JVC turntables. Mm. So what is this? Put a mixer on, they hooking everything up. Like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> and Jerry says, okay. He gave me two records, mixed these. He put them on my table and went to leave. I said, wait, 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 what what are you doing? He said, put these two records together and make them sound like one. I said, you got to be kidding. Nope. Bye. I mean, they left me everything I needed. There's some little plastic headphones, everything. And they left. So I'm looking at that and I left it right there. It was on the floor set up. I left it right there and didn't do anything with it. (laughs) And then every day he's calling me, hey. What you doing? Nothing? Oh, okay. Um, And he would talk regular, never say anything about the music. Mm. One night I started trying to mix those two records. The Bells was one of them and the other one was 100% dissing. So I started trying to mix them for days, for weeks. And then after about the second week I got on those two records to ride together. And I called him. I said, "Cat, I mixed them two records. He said, hmm, I'll be over in a minute. Now, he lived over by the Ambassador Bridge, so he wasn't far from me. Yeah. He came to my apartment. Girl, he pulled out two records. Now, mix those. And he left out that door and never wow. said another word. another challenge. <laughs> I said, oh, my God, what is this? Mix them. Let me know when you get them. By the end of that day, I was like, I got them. so oh, okay. You're on your way. Mm. So we conjured up some business cards, girl, and hijacked the conversation. <laughs> you got any more questions for me? No, no,
0: go ahead. <laughs> this is about you. Okay. This, this is about you. This is the, the, the content we
1: need. Okay, okay. <laughs> so he, he like hand drew me some cards. You know, he's like, you got to think of a name. That's what it was. You got to think of a name. And we would always go to record time and see Mike Huckabee, okay. Kyra's his soul. Yeah, all right, I love yeah. Mike. And uh, he's, saying, you know, she's a DJ. She wants to start DJing and whatever, and so help her with music. So he would kind of help, you know, pick out some yeah. stuff. And You know, this is a good starter track or whatever. And said, but you got to think of a name. And so one day we all sat and talked, and I said, Mink, M-I-N-K. I was like, it's smooth. It's, you know, let's do that. Yeah. And the following weekend, when we went to the record store, uh, my boy, Dwayne, was like, uh, come here for a second. He pulled out a record by DJ Mink. It was someone in the UK. Ugh. I was like, well, damn, I can't have that name. Right. You know, that's before people can use your, other, everybody had yeah, the same damn yeah, name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, me and my friends was looking in the dictionary and scrolling and scrolling and stopped at Mink's. I was like, I don't know about this because it's kind of got a little negative connotation to it. So, yeah,
0: mink.
1: yeah um, no, but it's pretty. You know, it's several <laughs> definitions. We can use this definition. Yeah, this is like a boss lady one time. It's all kind yeah. Of I didn't actually stuff.
0: know it was. It had like a, a real girl. Mink like it's okay. like a flirty
1: chick. Okay, that's basically what it is. Okay, mink. Uh huh. So
0: that's good because that was one of the questions. So I'm glad that you. you oh, really? <laughs> so like you answering it, the questions. Because oh, right. oh, I'm talking so damn much.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that's that's yeah how we came over with that now. That's head. cute. But then that's when my friend drew up the cards. Like, he hand drew them. He printed them and everything. It was like the eye of Horace, like some Egyptian So he really island.
0: believed in you. It was, like, really pushing yeah, you I'm to do Yeah, I'm telling you, he was
1: such the mentor. He was the best of the best friend. I mean, he still is. But he lives in Portugal right now. Okay. But um, I started to gather and, you know, just start mixing on my own at home. Never to be public about it or anything like that for quite a while. Yeah. So, uh, the three of us decided one day we were going to start a mobile record store. So, we started getting tracks from the wholesale distributor. Okay. And we would deliver them to DJ's houses. Oh, Mm-hmm. So, that's what we, you know, would do every day that, you know, or the weekends or whatever. Anybody needed anything. Okay. One day, you know, I was always with the guys. But one day... A DJ needed something and nobody was available with me. So I had to take him this music.
0: Okay.
1: It was Bruce Bailey. Oh, what up, Bruce? What up, dope? <laughs> and um, I gave him his music and you know, being shy and quiet, I didn't really say too much of anything. Yeah. But he's like, hey, you uh, you got a card or something? He asked me for a card. I'm just making a delivery. Yeah. You know, you met me already. Yeah. So I gave him this card that said DJ Mace. and then I said thank you. And then he was walking away. He was like, "Wait, wait, wait! You a DJ?" I said, "Yes, I am." Oh, well, shoot! You um, can you play a set tonight at the spot? Wow. So what's the spot? <laughs> he said it's the Lofts on Livernois. We had this you know loft party. It started at nine o'clock. I said, "Oh, okay." He said, "Yeah, come on, come bring your music. Come on." I said, "Okay." He now had said, you had yeah, a gig yeah. at, the, at this point? Never. Yet? Okay. Okay. I was only playing on my living Just room practicing. floor. Okay. I said, "Okay, I'll be there." Yeah. And I got in my car and I started screaming. Why
0: the fuck <laughs> did I say yes?
1: <laughs> why did I give? I was really. Why did I give him a car? Why did I say anything? Yeah. You know, oh my! God, I couldn't believe it. I got to my apartment, called Jerry. Said, Jerry, what, what, what's going on? <laughs> I said, Bruce Bailey has asked me to play at the club tonight. He said, oh, well, what time we got to be there? I said, I'm not, i am done No, oh, no, you're doing it. You're doing yeah. it. I said, "Cat." he said, no, you're doing it. It's okay. It's okay. He says, um, I'll be over your place about nine o'clock. He said, so posse up. And whenever we said posse up, that means we call all our people mm-hmm. and everybody just meet. The whole crew was coming. Right. Okay. Everybody met in my apartment. So we got like nine of us. I'm nervous. I'm shaking, girl, like a leaf. You don't have to drive, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay, Minx. I'm like, stop calling me that. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to amp me up and shit. I'm mad. I'm nervous. You're I'm like, just why did I say that? Oh my gosh. I'm like pulling my hair out. Like, are you guys kidding? And then when we get to this place, no parking spaces. I was like, this shit full already? I mean we got there probably ten. And it was already packed. Already. <sighs> So I'm like, okay, so we don't have a parking spot. It's packed. I know it's packed. And they're like, you know, this is living noise. Cars everywhere here. So they could be going to anything. Bullshit. We walked in the door. I heard the music. It was two women at the door.
0: Okay.
1: And I said, you know, hi, um, I'm going to be playing tonight. You playing tonight? Say yes. Oh, what's your name? DJ Mix. Well, I don't see your name. You see her name? No, I don't see her name. Mm. I said, well, Bruce Bailey has asked me to play. Well, we don't see your name here. And I said, okay, well, I just talked to him earlier. We don't see your name, so you're not playing tonight. So, yeah, they were not nice at all, girl. Damn. Yeah. So and it was before left.
0: cell phones, right? So it's not like you, right. call, you couldn't call them and be like, what's up? I'm here. You know? Right, right. I was
1: like, <laughs> okay. Because they were outside of the main entrance. So that's so the So you couldn't even and, get
0: in and find it. Yeah, if right. you wanted. Yeah. I
1: couldn't do anything. I yeah. just had to stay out there. And so I turned around and my friends are blocking me. Jerry said, no, you're not going anywhere. You're playing tonight. Bruce asked you to play. Yeah. So you're going to play. And so Jerry talked to them. We don't see her name. We don't have her on the lineup. We already have a lineup of DJs. And so she's not playing. And so I'm going, oh, my gosh. I said, see, this is the kind of thing, you know, it's supposed to be this guy's world or whatever. So I'm sure that's why they're giving me a hard time. Let's just go. No, we're not leaving. So we stayed out there. And I'm just like, this is embarrassing. We should just go. Well, you had, like, all your records and stuff. I had like my it. record bag. Yeah. Yep. And my shoulder. And I had another bag, you know, because we was taking records. When we were using records, we was going to take them. Yeah. As many as we needed <laughs> to okay. cover a set. Yeah, because you
0: just never. Yeah. You yeah. Don't know you, know. you don't
1: know what you're going to play. Exactly. So then uh, I'm just standing there, and it's just, like, crazy. And my friends are blocking me, like, we're not leaving. And the girls at the front are arguing, like, you know, she's not playing because she's not on the bill or whatever. So and they, they
0: was hating Lil Keith. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah,
1: girl, I ain't want to say that. Yeah, but. I,
0: I, I'm getting the gist <laughs> of it. <Yeah.
1: laughs> that's a damn shame. I'm like, okay, sisters. Yeah. But um, then this guy came out who I did not know. He was like, Minx. And I said, yeah. <laughs> he said, come on. And I said, well, these ladies aren't letting me in. He was like, man, what's, what's going on with y'all? well, we don't have her name, you know, and they were just talking to him. What he said, do you see that she has all those records? Yeah. So she's not just going to bring that shit just to bring it. Yeah. She's playing. And that was Buzz Gorey. And I'd never met him before.
0: Oh, wow. And
1: I, Bruce must have shared with him or whatever. Yeah. You know, okay. he was like, come on. And I was looking at them like, you know what? I didn't need this hard time. I was already nervous. Yeah. So now it's I even just more. Really, <laughs> yes. But when I went in... It was people every fucking where. I was like, what the hell are y'all doing out here at 10 o'clock at night? Packed. I was like, oh, my God. Girl, I was trying to keep calm. I was looking like I was calm, but in the side, like, every body part was just melting. Yeah. And they were showing me. <laughs> um, Buzz was like, come this way, you know. And I went up to the DJ area, and it was several DJs up there.
0: Oh, man, she's here. Oh, my God. I'm getting nervous oh, for you. This gosh. sounds very intense.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, oh my That was God. girl. Bruce was like, thank you for coming. And uh, you're going to play after him. I'm like, damn, I'm saying to myself, I can't get like a little break. Right. I, I got some coffee or anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. <right? laughs> and a drink. So I went up to play. And it, the people on the floor stopped and looked up at me. And I know it was because I was a female. Yeah. And they just were not used to that. They just looked. And I was so like, what
0: the hell is she about to do? You're right.
1: What the hell is she doing up there? <laughs> I had that record and I was shaking so nervously I could not put the needle on the damn record. I was like, oh my God. These people, I felt so intimidated. Yeah. But I put the first track on. And I kind of put the pitch at a point of, like, how I play, which wasn't slow. I was already doing, like, a 128 BPM to yeah. start. And then was like, oh, shit, wait, the first, oh, hell, the first track. And I was like, alright, oh, I was so nervous. Yeah. But when I looked around and saw how the people reacted to the first track, that kind of gave me a little energy.
0: You were like, okay.
1: Mm-hmm. But then when I learned how to play, I wasn't playing like whole tracks. We get like a five minute. Okay. You're going to get three minutes probably. And then I was blending the next one. Okay. And I was just riding them together. Blending next, riding. So you was just
0: really mixing. I
1: was. Yeah. And I only played for like 30 minutes. But I was I, I wanted to be done at that point because I was so nervous. Yeah. And when I turned around to leave the DJ area... Two people were closer than anybody cheering me on. Those two women at the door. Wow, of course. <laughs> girl, you did your thing. Oh my gosh, girl, that was great. And I was still mad at them. Yeah. And I was still wanting to leave. I was like, okay, well, I'm all done. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, thank you, Bruce. Somebody, oh yeah, you are welcome. I'll be in touch. <laughs> Saying to myself, not too soon. Right. If I'm going through this kind of stuff here, yeah, yeah, that's that's not gonna be good for me. So how
0: did the mixing go? Did you feel like you did a good job though? Like no I tra- feel like yeah. Yeah. I okay. did.
1: Okay. I, I think it was great. I yeah. mean, like to do right. but I think I did good for a first time.
0: Exactly. First time out. Especially I mean, that's commendable, like agreeing to do it the day of. Usually your first gig, you at least know like all right, I'm about to have my first gig. Mm-hmm. You're practicing for a week, you know, you didn't even really know till that day that right. you were gonna get in that situation but i also think sometimes when you're kind of just thrown in and it's like damn you had you know they're all standing there you already mm-hmm. went through the thing at the door so you knew you had to bring it yeah you know? i
1: know um, the pressure and, was and on. luckily
0: you did yeah um not mm-hmm. to say you wouldn't have made it to where you are you know today if you hadn't but it's still cool to just you know have that first experience and be like okay mm-hmm. you know have a little confidence you know after
1: yeah yeah um
0: so and that's interesting. You mentioned like the reaction to the girls um, that were working the door. So during that time, like, were there any women, like DJs that you could think, not even necessarily just like in house music, but was like, you know, the woman selector a thing at
1: that time? Or was it like a very, very like rarely you would see? Yeah, that's something that was, it was so rare. It was very yeah. rare. Kelly Han was already playing Okay. and putting out music. Stacey Hale was already playing um but it was a a woman at a club in southfield who played just r&b and i can't think of her name right now but i heard about her a lot okay um but it wasn't it wasn't many of us already out there playing records and I had to figure out what would set me apart from the rest like what's 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 gonna you know make me different from the others exactly you know the guys and the people that were already playing period yeah yeah we had a little extra work to do
0: yeah, that's what I was gonna ask you too like um do you felt like you know it was kind of harder to get that respect from some of the other DJs uh, because you were a woman?
1: yeah. Um thinking back to the day that I played first at that loft when the people were just looking and folding their arms and wondering like what the hell are you about to do? Yeah. That's just like the story right there. It's, it's just a, like this like is like an female? Aut- they're
0: automatically judging you. Yeah, you know? Yes. Yeah. And yeah,
1: absolutely. And you know, if I wasn't if it wasn't them wondering whether or not I was a real woman, <laughs> then it was sexual favors. Yeah. It was disrespect. They're
0: like, oh, she must be someone's girlfriend or something. Right. Yeah. yeah,
1: Very disrespectful. I I mean, it it was so much that people would say, and I would just be shocked to hear it come out of their mouths. Are you kidding?
0: And they would, like, say it to your face, like, thinking it was. Yeah, people didn't even care. Yeah. They
1: didn't. It's like, oh, you're about to play? (laughs) Oh, okay. We're going to wait for this. Yeah. Really? Bitch, let me show you. Because I did get to that point and I had to because I got tired of people trying to belittle me. Yeah. And treat me like, oh, this is a man's world type thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, let me show. I've even been put in mixing contests when I was the only female. Mm. When that kind of stuff happened with some vinyl. Mm -hmm. Girl, vinyl for me is like a lethal weapon. Yeah. Yeah. I would show my ass so bad, especially if I just had, like, a little amount of time to play. Yeah. I would show, oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) That was, I was going to show out because you're not about to clown me just because I'm a female or whatever. So, it's
0: like that fire is kind of there, too, because you know what they're thinking or what they want to
1: think or Mm -hmm. whatever
0: stereotype or, you
1: know. Yeah. People like, well, can you, um, I can let you play a set if you blah, blah, blah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I became, how about you do this for me? And I might play for you. I'm not playing for free. You're going to pay me just like you pay him and him and him. If you want me to play, respect that. Exactly. You have to pay just like you pay everybody else. Yeah. I want to be treated like everybody else. So I demanded respect. I never let people disrespect me. And that's how I got to the, you're probably going to ask about that, the women on wax thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Definitely. So I mean, yeah, you got to that point where you were kind of finally doing your thing, getting gigs. Mm -hmm. And I mean, yeah, I respect that because as a woman, you do kind of have to do that because people will try to quickly put you into a box. Oh, she's just cute or whatever. So it's like you kind of have to work that much harder to just be taken seriously mm-hmm. as a professional. Right. Uh, but I definitely think it's cool, you know, once you start getting like that, and they like, damn, like, okay, we ain't coming at her sideways no more. Exactly. Like, we know she's about her shit, and they can't do anything but respect. Because, honestly, I think a lot of women are, you know, doing cooler, better stuff than some of the guys are, you yes. know, we're the, the quickest to be judged. I mean, obviously things are so different now. Um, but I can't even imagine how it was starting out. So just shout out to you, like for paving the way, you know, like, um, for artists you know like myself and people coming out now you know it's women are so much more accepted it seems like they're looking for us now yeah you know and I always you know I never forget that you know just the luxury of being able to come up at a time where it's like that because mm-hmm. I know it it wasn't like that you mm-hmm. know so thanks thank for you. being a part of oh,
1: girl, <laughs> getting us you. to
0: where we are you know I didn't I took a minute for us to get here you know? telling
1: you but now we are just like here here yeah. I appreciate seeing it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, well, and then, yeah, so we'll talk about Women on Wax a little bit. Um, and so first it was the collective. And I thought that that was kind of cool, like seeing that you started a woman's collective Um. 96, was mm-hmm. it around that time? Um, yeah. I don't know if that's specific. I, just I think it's about,
1: facts. that's approximately somewhere wax. around
0: that time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and it's kind—it's interesting to me because you see, you know, going back to the whole woman's movement that's happening right now, you see so many other collectives like Disc Woman or like, you know, Seraphine Collective out of Detroit. And it's like everyone's into the, the collective thing. Like was that like a newer thing back then?
1: Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. Like it was, I decided to, to bring the women together because I was getting uh, calls from people that, In different states, girls in different states that had heard of me and had heard that I was actually able to DJ with respect or I was being treated with respect. So they started to ask me to mentor them, help me, blah, blah, blah. Or they'd have specific questions. Can you, how would I respond to this? Yeah. and, And I would always give them advice, whatever. So... I actually started the Women on Wax Collective after I had a night at Parabox Cafe okay. on Michigan Avenue. Okay. They asked me to just take like every Monday night and just do whatever I wanted to do. And with the women that I had already started to mentor, okay. I wanted to have a night with all females. I was like, I think I want all girls to play. And um, they were very nervous, but I'm just like, it, it'll be fine. We've already got the crowd of people coming. You yeah, know. we're not aliens. Yeah, like, no. come on, that's so crazy. Like,
0: oh.
1: Girl. Yeah, but it, you know it's that intimidation of it being just a man's thing. Yeah, yeah. You know? Especially in that era to go back to that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just not seeing
0: people didn't realize it was a thing.
1: Right, <laughs> right. So um, I said I'm gonna call the night. I have to think of a name, and I was like, women wax records or women on wax. Let's yeah. just yeah, let's just all just hold down the night, and the night went really well. And so, you know, and I get on the mic at the end of the night and it's like, I hope you guys enjoy blah, blah, blah. Next week we have blah, blah, blah. And the people were like, No, we want women on wax. Wow. Can we have that again next week? I was like, Huh? Yeah. Women on wax. And I thought to myself, Oh, this needs to be a thing. So that's when I started to do it and just actually gather the collective of women.
0: And um, any of like the original people of Women on Wax, is anyone still, are you still in touch with any of those women? Are they still DJing locally in Detroit or in their respective towns? Or?
1: I'm in touch with pretty much, pretty much all of them I talk to. Uh, one is Laura.
0: Yeah, I was going to say Laura. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's g- getting back into it, which is yes. so cool to see.
1: Yeah, busy mom, but she's still doing her thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Magda. And she's over in Berlin Oh yeah, okay Yeah,
0: okay.
1: she she's was shy when she thing. first came over That was funny that was really, She's really a great friend okay. um, So I do talk to her every now and then We, we talked on WhatsApp a couple of weeks ago Okay, cool um, Jennifer Sherry okay. uh, Jen Sherry okay. Which is, uh, now she's doing like She does like crochet okay. And so she kind of like does DJing on the side But she only plays vinyl She never got into the digital thing And then I need to think of who else I added people Later on But that's when the collective was starting to fizzle Okay Because I did get to a point a couple of times Where I didn't want to DJ anymore It was kind of It was just It was always a battle for me And I always did just keep up on Whatever I needed to do I stuck to my guns And I'm just going to keep this moving Okay yeah. So the the Women on Wax thing, once I started my label, it kind of was like in the back, you know, and the other girls started going off doing their own thing.
0: Okay. Yeah. So they kind of could spread their wings mm-hmm. in a sense. So it's like, okay. Yeah. Um. And I mean, I wanted to bring that up
1: too. I have questions,
0: but I'll kind of just ask when they feel appropriate appropriate in the conversation. But you brought up, you know, Laura bring, being like a full-time mom and like DJing. That's something I've always been curious about, you know, because I know you're a mom. Like... How was it, like, okay, so when you're pregnant, and I hope this isn't, like, too personal, like, were you like, oh, like, what am I going to do? Like, I feel like being in an industry like DJing, you know, that's not something you can obviously pay as much attention to, you know, in, you know, while you're pregnancy, when your child is an infant and a kid and all of that. Um, and I know your daughter is uh, just graduated from mm-hmm. high school. Um, yes. So how has that journey been for you, uh, being a mother, Um and you know, being basic, like a full time DJ, like how was the balance for you, and like what sacrifices did you have to make over the years?
1: Well, um, I worked at General Motors. Yeah. As an IT manager, so I was project manager in IT for years at GM. Okay. So I couldn't do full time DJing. Okay. But when I did, I you know, and I had to travel or whatever, I would only travel on like weekends.
0: So you kept your job while you were doing that.
1: Okay. Yes. And you know what, side note, one day we were in a meeting with the CEO of uh, information technology. And it was time for roundtable. And, you know, you know, go around the room. Do you have anything? No, 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 blah, blah, blah. People talk or whatever. The CEO, his name was Tony. He said, "Okay, so I have an item. Um, A lot of you, you know, we get together and we have these meetings, et cetera. But a lot of you don't know that. And he pulled out a newspaper. Jennifer is some kind of superstar. And I, I went, oh my gosh. And I'm in a room with like 30 people. Yeah. So you had kept this on the low. Yeah. The, no, okay. no. I would never talk about it at work. Yeah. Nobody really knew, period. Because yeah. that was like a separate life. Yeah. You know? So, and I'm going, oh, my My goodness. He was like, well, you, you never said anything. This is awesome. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And he's passing the paper around, and people are like, I need somebody to DJ this or do this. Oh, thing. my God. <laughs> what? No, I'm not that kind of DJ. Yeah. So, right. They're yeah. like, we need you for the wedding, <laughs> the, the five-year-old's <laughs> birthday party. You're like, no, nah, no, it's yeah. not. I cannot do that. It's not, it's not me. Yeah. So that's when they started to, once they found out about it, the boss said, we should talk about whenever you need it. Because I said, well, I don't really do it because I work. Yeah. We should talk. About times you need off work, cause you need to do this. Wow! Totally had my back. Like that you're the coolest so person ever.
0: Amazing. That
1: was oh man, I'm and I was embarrassed, but I was happy about that too. Yeah, so. that they
0: were really. To support, because it's one thing, people always get excited. Oh, you're a DJ. Whatever they think about it, it's exciting to hear. Um, But to be in the corporate world and to find out that they have your back, you know, that is amazing because a lot of people don't get that luxury. Yeah, I know. It's like one or the other. Yeah, and and it's hard, um, you know, just traveling abroad. You know, I left my full-time job recently, but I was kind of doing the same thing, Mm -hmm. uh, like Literally probably went to London and Berlin, you know, was gone for only like three or four days, came back, went right back to work, like nothing happened. Right. You know, just act right. like it took a few days off. <laughs> like I'm a quad like, If me. Y'all only knew what <laughs> I was just doing. But yeah, it's kind of weird because you're like, some people may like it, but you also feel like... You know, maybe they think that you won't take your job as, you know, seriously as a professional. So it is weird, like, if you want to actually put that information, you know, out there. Um, Mm -hmm. And it can be a risk, you know, because they may be like, you know what, we're going to let you go because you clearly just want to DJ. Yeah. You know. Um, So that's really cool that that they had your back for that.
1: So that's when I started to kind of DJ, like on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, if my agent was like, I need you to be, you know, they need you for like a week. Then I would just take, you know, a week off or whatever. So, you know, and I was, you know, I was happy about that because, um, you know, they were a little lenient to me, but I never took advantage of it. Of course. Yeah, Yeah. Still doing my job. And, you know, with being pregnant, I had to just fly out sometimes because once I got up in my pregnancy, I couldn't do very much because the baby, you know, at the base, she would just be jumping in my belly. Yeah. And I'm it was sure once like you get to a certain point her. in months, it's, it's like, like yeah. That's when I said, sit, you know what? Sit I'm done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we going to hold it down for you till you come back. Right. It's okay. <laughs>
1: and I had to stop at that point. I'm like, I, I she cannot be uncomfortable. So I couldn't, you know. Yeah until I got to the point of her, you know, me being able to take her to a sitter or anything like that. But I did take off work sometime from work, and I did go back. So I held on to the the work at GM and Till twenty nineteen February, where they laid off like forty three hundred. So people I was going to
0: ask you because I think the last time, I mean, it was maybe movement a couple years ago. You had talked about how you were working still, so yes. you recently left.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yep. And when the talk about the layoffs was going around, I said, if I am one of the people to be laid off, that's it for me.
0: Yeah.
1: Just I'm just going to do this music.
0: Yeah.
1: And I had the plan for my online store. I said I'm going to do these too and does not work for anybody else. Yeah. So, um, the balance though of motherhood and working and... And DJing. You had all three at you. Doing a label and...
0: That's... I mean, that's really commendable. I mean, even the fact that you did it up to 2019. Um, And what was the reasoning for you uh, to keep your job all that time? Did you just really like that stability of the corporate world opposed to DJing where it's kind of just like... Gig based, and you better just save it all. Or and, you know, did you like that security of kind of having that guaranteed work income?
1: Yeah, yeah. and I and I needed that, yeah. especially, especially having a family. Yeah, when
0: some family. yeah, what's the kids, insurance. Yeah, it's different. It's a yeah. whole different ballgame. Mm-hmm.
1: Because I would hear, I had a conversation with Delano Smith one day. And he was like, you know what, I look up to you, if you can work, work, because the insurance out here for people that do not have a regular job, oh. it's just tough.
0: Yeah, and we've seen instances lately, like, yeah, it's tough. And I've I've definitely thought about that, you know, even... DJing full time now, I left my full job, My left my full time job to DJ full time and like go on a tour, then Corona happened. So it just, that was a prime example of you kind of just don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I had this amazing, all this stuff lined up, not to say it won't come back, but, you know, I kind of made the decision to leave my job. And once I left that, now I'm just kind of on my own again, you mm-hmm. know, and trying to think of other ways to make money and things to do. Um, but I always kind of respected, you know, work as much as, you know, people in the creative industry. You know, we like to be creative. We like to have our own schedule. Mm-hmm. But um I definitely see the other side of it, too. You know, like you said, you have a family. You know Corporate world Sometimes will take care of you A little better Than the creative world Unfortunately Mm -hmm. Um, But if you can find a way To balance the two You know
1: Which most people can't
0: You know So shout out to you Yeah Yeah, thank You You did it girl You did
1: it Now don't get me wrong it was a lot I was missing out on
0: Yeah okay But of course
1: You know Stuff maybe you had to turn down mm Because you couldn't just travel You know Right We
0: want you to come to London This weekend Something came Yeah
1: like Yeah but dude That's another conversation I've never played in London All right, London.
0: Hello. Come on now.
1: (coughs) That's me knocking on your door. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: But that's that's cool. mm -hmm. Um, And this is going back a little bit. I just wanted to touch on kind of briefly about um, your your radio experience. Mm -hmm. Um, I know you started out uh, with WGPR. Mm -hmm. Well,
1: actually, I did a station in Canada, the University of Windsor. Okay. First,
0: F- that, so that was first, and that then was the W G P R was after.
1: Yeah. Okay. Because they heard me on the, the from the Canada station.
0: Oh, ooh, okay. So that's important to mention. Then you like, yeah. yeah, they heard me, honey. Across <laughs> the river, they heard me. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. And um, so, what was your, you know, what was your sound back then? You know, on your radio days, like, I mean, starting out in Windsor, you know, what was kind of like. You know the vibe of your show. Were you playing like four four stuff? Or were you playing like the Motown or everything? Mm.
1: I was actually doing techno and house, okay. and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a show called it "Steamy Windows," mm-hmm. and I just you know played track after track, and I occasionally played mixes from myself or other DJs. Oh, oh you like record when you're out? Yeah. And then drive. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So, but for the most part, I broke like tracks, new tracks that were out. And, um, you know, just kind of talk about them or whatever and, you know, just put people on the stuff that they may not have heard. Exactly. Yeah. And so you said you got that
0: relationship with uh, WGPR from them hearing you. One of the,
1: the people that worked at uh, Jazz Station, which is Rosetta Hines, um, I called in her station one day and asked her about some track. And she said, wait a minute, before we go any further, your voice, you need to be on the radio. Mm. I was like, oh, my goodness. You know, I was <laughs> flattered. And as well, one day when I called in and was talking to O'Neill Stevens, he kind of said the same thing. But I'm less wow. like, I'm too shy for something like that. With Kevin Saunderson and Juan Atkins and Derek May and starting that deep space radio on WGPR. hmm they, Kevin was saying, you know, we need Minks for the voice. And you know, he talked to me about everything. But then there was a gentleman that they wanted to use, and, you know, instead. And I'm like, well, okay, that's fine. Just go ahead with it. And the first show that the gentleman did, and, and not want to say his name. Ooh. It, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it, this is okay. I didn't want to say, but. You, they can, you can tell me off mic
0: later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, y'all. <laughs> it's
1: like okay, y'all, we um gonna come back after this break, and, and I don't know if he was nervous or whatever. He just didn't have
0: a flow to it at no. all. No, yeah. mm-hmm. but
1: his voice is very handsome. He has a sexy voice. Okay, and um,
0: the delivery just wasn't. Yeah, there.
1: yeah. And then Kevin called me. He said, "Girl." <laughs> We need you on this station. Oh, child, that last... You ain't listen to it. I said, no. He said, girl, we need you. We need you. You know, I done talked to one and we all, we need your voice. Yeah. And so um, he said, yeah, because they heard your... Because your, um, I gave him a cassette of my show from Windsor. Okay. He said, yeah, we need you to do the show for us. And yeah. I'm like, well, what am I going to do? And so they explained it, you know, whatever. He's like, "And yeah, we need you to engineer the whole thing and I'm like I, but I'm not an engineer Okay. and he says well you know we'll teach you what you need to know uh-huh. so I went to the station and the show before mine was Electrifying Mojo and that right there girl was everything I needed to see him in person yeah. in that station Yeah. This is, and he kind of teased like oh this is who we got next oh my god <laughs> so this is it's so kind of pretty or yeah. whatever <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. But, you know, he, he kind of like, um, he moved out the way and let me, you know, do my thing. And so every week when my show came up, it was time for me that like, he kind of would sit with me. Okay. And so your me. show was after his. Yeah. Ooh, I had so like was- the 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. on Saturday nights. Okay. He would kind of show me stuff like what you needed to do, you know, to actually, you know, get it going. And he helped out quite a bit.
0: That's so awesome.
1: But, girl, that was an amazing experience to, you know, see the amount of DJs or producers or whatever that were into the music that Detroit has put out. Okay. And so that's when you started to see, like, the bigger reach of everything. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Roger Sanchez's The Richie Houghton's You know you get people Just coming to the station Or they bring people down And I'd meet them And I'd do interviews with them It was It was very Very nice Yeah So
0: you were doing Red Bull radio um, And unfortunately I know that's like Debunked now um, But you're still doing Deep Space radio um, Your show Sometimes Mm -hmm. On Tuesdays On Tuesdays Okay Mm -hmm. From 6
1: to 8 p.m. Yeah That's a pre-recorded show Yeah and I'm not into deep space radio like I was heavily yeah. because of other things. because of the store that I started because of the label wanting to get back into production.
0: It's hard. So it's kind of
1: like, yeah, yeah, it is a lot. Yeah, I mean, even with the quarantine, we got a little extra time, you still. Yeah,
0: especially recording mixes and DJ sets. Like Sometimes it's a lot, you know, and sometimes you may not really be in that. I mean, it's one thing when you have a gig, you have to go do it, but Mm -hmm. sometimes I struggle just getting the motivation at home. You you know, you have a mix due or something and you may not just be feeling it that day, but then you're like, dang, I have to turn and <laughs> so then you just end up putting something together And I you're know, like All right. It's
1: not the same feeling Because yeah. I like to feel When I do it You exactly. know And that goes back To what I was talking about As far as the streams Yeah I got a feeling In order to You know Put exactly. it out there right Yeah, I want to feel like it's an assignment and then I got to rush through it. Exactly.
0: And then perhaps not being happy. And then now it's like with the internet, the whole world's going
1: to I know. (laughs) It's like, damn. Then they can keep playing it over and over. It's not even like they just played it on
0: the radio one time. It's like, now we're going to watch this.
1: Damn. (laughs) Did you see that? She almost fell. Like, are you serious right now? Watching (laughs) us on video streams and things. But it's a different world. Um so
0: okay, so Motor, I wanted to bring up that briefly. Um I wanted to say I wasn't I didn't know him, but I did see that the founder, Steve Sowers, passed is that how is that how you pronounce yeah. it? Uh passed away. Uh unfortunately, so R.I.P. Um I just saw that today and I did plan to speak to you a little bit, you know, about your residency at Motor. I know it was such an Iconic club, you know, in Detroit. Um, so, if there's anything you wanted to touch on, you know, about Steve or your uh, experience working at Motor, what it was like for you, um, and was that your first like residen- residency, club residency?
1: It was. Okay. That was. Um, first of all, the, fr- the way I got the residency was um, Adriel and Linda G okay. called me, and um, they called me one night. And says, um, Minx, hey. You know how that we used to do the three-way. Yeah. Oh, man. Three-way. <laughs> three-way phone calls. Like, hey, hey, what's going on? <laughs> so um, Linda's like, Minx, what are you doing every Saturday night and, uh, besides being a resident DJ at Motor? I said, I beg your pardon? That's just how she started off. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, really? She's like, we need you, honey. We need you. Yeah. So they explained everything to me, how it would go, you know, I play the opening set for whatever act they had coming in on Saturdays. Okay. You know, we give you a light person, you got the engineer, blah, 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 blah. So that was a hell of an experience. Just seeing the way people felt about that music like that. Yeah. And every week, just making sure they were right there to experience it. Yeah. Um, Big crowds, you know, all the rooms would be full. Motor was that joint. That's the place where you saw black, white, Puerto Rican, everybody, just Afrikan. Your yeah. Prince, laugh. But you saw like all people from all walks of life, and coming from out of the country or out of town to, you know, yeah. come to party that was the first time I would see it like that. Now I'm sure they had it at the music institute but I wasn't, you know, doing my own thing then as far as playing the music.
0: Exactly. Yeah,
1: but it was it was a beautiful experience and I met so many people that I still know today from Motor. Um Steven did a great job there. He was a, he was a great guy. Um he was not taking no bull. Um he ran a tight ship. So I was really shocked to hear that he passed yesterday. Like, because yeah. he put up posted stuff yesterday. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what happened to him, but yeah. God rest his soul. It yeah, was I mean, he, it's tragic. And
0: 2020 is just so, like, man, it I'm just, it just you, keeps coming. And, like you said, it's so quick. You don't even, it's like, I just talked to them. Yeah. Now what? You know, so much is, it's, it's been a tough uh, year. You know, it's um, been. What does your family think, you know, about all of this, about, you know, your, you know, career, you know, DJ stardom? You know, do they like house? Do they like to come support? Or?
1: Well, OK, let's start with my daughters. Um, my daughters are just like, go, mommy, go, mommy, when I'm playing the music or whatever. Um, Kevin Sanderson is my oldest daughter's godfather. Okay. So, I mean... She's always been around it. Yeah. We always played, like, music together. Yeah. But they don't want to get in DJing. DJ. And I'm like, your mom's a DJ. You, yeah. My youngest daughter, I'm like, look, you're a 6'2", and you were a size of 4. You're gorgeous. You yeah, could be a model. exactly. This music, if you play this music, and she can blend on CDJs so well. She's so oh, good so, so she it. can mix, too. She can, and she will not. Mommy, I'm too shy. I'm like... Cheyenne, when you go to college and they want to have a party, guess who they would call? You could do that, right? Like, but anyway, she loves house. She okay, loves house music. Well, that's music. good because I
0: know some people they'd be like, "No, my kids, they think it's annoying or they no, hate no. it." So, so at <laughs> like, least she likes right? At least she likes it. She does yeah. like
1: it. Yeah. She does like it. She can play it. She just won't. Yeah. Um, my mom thinks it's great that I do play music. Mm-hmm. I told her. Um, I was like, I don't know if I should still be doing this. And she's like, no, you do this until you can't do it anymore. We need you. Yeah. Thank
0: you. <laughs> I'm so serious.
1: <laughs> My father loved it, too. He passed away uh, a couple years ago, but he would always want to know where I was going next. Mm-hmm. Where are you doing today now? Are you traveling again? Uh, I'm so proud of you. He was always proud. Aww. Woo! Um, oh, moving on from now Sorry, yeah. Oh no. my gosh, girl, I miss him So he's an awesome guy, but you know, like my sister, my older sister, or my siblings, they don't really listen to house at all. It's just me. Yeah, like they respect the career or whatever, yeah. but they're
0: they're not gonna be like at the club. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, my yeah. older
1: sister would go sometimes, but she just doesn't anymore. She's okay. married and you know, she's at home with her husband. Yeah. And she's a fashion designer, so she's mostly into that. Okay. Um, but yeah, family just they just think it's it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I think
0: especially once they start to see you. I forget. I was talking to someone recently. I think it was maybe Kai. But yeah, he's like, you know, they, at first they're like trying to push him, you know, just stay in school, you know, go be a doctor or something, you know, DJing. All right. But once they started to see him like traveling the world and like really doing stuff, right, right. they're like, oh, okay, go ahead. And <laughs> <laughs> same with my family. They love yeah, it now. Yeah. They be trying to like go. Sometimes I'm like, do I even want to tell them I'm coming home? Because my mom, one of the first gigs yeah. I had in Atlanta, uh, my my parents were actually just in town visiting, and um, they wanted to come, and I was just like, all right, whatever. When I got done with my set, my mom was on the dance floor dancing with some young guy. I'm like, really? Oh my gosh. I'm like, really? My <laughs> like, man, your mom is so cool. I'm like, wow, Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I know people love to meet your, your siblings or parents or whatever yeah. they're like, Wow, I just met your mother. Exactly. Yeah. It's so funny. I but, love I, it. but I think people do
0: think it's cool just to kind of see Because um, unfortunately there are people whose parents just never took it seriously or just don't get you know, it's one thing to not maybe get it, but just to not really take it seriously or to not really ever show that you're proud. You know, that could affect mm-hmm. you as an artist because you you know, you want your family to support you. It's one thing for all the, you know, the fans to like you, but the people close to you, you know, it, it matters to you if they Absolutely. support you. Yeah, um, it does. And working with other um, women in the industry, my, my experience so far has been like most of the women have been very supportive and, and open and willing to help and, you know, be friendly and willing to listen to your mixes or give you advice. And I think a lot of people look at women uh, as being like catty or like jealous or, you know, what has your experience... Uh, been with that you know working with women has it been positive or has it been catty or maybe jealous at times too I think or, I hate to use the word catty it's so cliche you no know,
1: like, I know I, I, I get you totally what you mean but I mean I think it's both yeah. um, some can smile about it and think it's a wonderful thing but also feel like you know they could be jealous yeah, and sometimes you can see that but you know I like the ones that actually feel that way you know if, if they want to be jealous or whatever just keep it to yourself
0: Yeah, or just
1: ride it out don't or whatever perpetuate yeah just
0: because sometimes people have to deal with that because yeah. jealousy is sometimes a reflection of that person's own insecurities mm-hmm. you know what I mean it may not even be like they truly just hate you or, yeah you
1: know, right right yeah. just ride it out because you know what I'm gonna I'm be your friend for whatever reason just we're gonna stay friends we're not gonna talk about that if it bothers you, then you know just don't say anything negative to me because my feelings get hurt easily. Yeah, and I just really, I would I would hate to hear it or see it and have from to one like of my to friends. Deal with that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I just don't. But yeah, from the friends that I have or the women, other women DJs out there, they are very supportive. I haven't run into any negativity out there. It's just a lot of respect too. Exactly, you know, because of the amount of time I've been doing it, I'm reckoning.
0: Yeah, you're like, hey, look, you ain't got a choice but okay. to respect. I <laughs> 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 <Honey>, what? Okay. <laughs> um. So, just a few more questions to kind of wrap up. I know we're a little over time. Um. Just to move forward to like everything happening post George Floyd. Um. You know, and like all the the protests and everything happening in the U.S. There's been, uh, kind of like a reckoning uh, within electronic music. Um you know, regarding like the visibility of black artists or the lack of visibility. Um, What do you like feel about all this happening? Do you think it's necessary? And do you think we're moving in the right direction? Do you feel like black artists have kind of not gotten the proper shine in the past? Uh, Um,
1: I do feel like that. Okay. And this is, uh, whatever, I don't care. Because I've always thought about the time that I started to now Mm -hmm. and the accomplishments I've made and how far I've gotten or not because I always thought now what have I not done or what have I missed to not be bigger than I am because I may be traveling now and, and we're not gonna we're not gonna say it's the work thing because that you know with me stopping working last year. Even during when I was working and when nobody actually knew I worked at General Motors. Yeah. Why have I not been escalated higher?
0: Yeah. To some of those big, you know, we won't say any names. Some of those big white women DJs have probably been doing it way less time and maybe not as good. Not maybe not as good.
1: Not as good. Let's just say it like it is. Um, So that and I just what 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 did I miss? Yeah. Did I not put myself out there enough? Was it my timing when I started? Because I was also thinking that it was the timing of when I started, when it was just a few of us. Yeah. And the women weren't getting the respect that they get now. Yeah. So with the timing of me coming out early on, maybe that's why, because I didn't just start out. Because I've noticed that my meter has jumped since i've started doing live streams now Mm. this
0: even just in this short time since march
1: yes wow that's crazy and i think that is because a lot of people were not exposed to me but now they are because they're sitting in their houses yeah and they can see everything people are doing Mm -hmm. and if you got someone like movement putting you out we love movement and we know all the movement artists. Mm-hmm. Let's look at this new movement artist. Yeah, And they just didn't know about me. Because a lot of people don't know about me. I've heard promoters tell me, well, so-and-so just doesn't know who you are. So they just want to give you blah, blah, blah.
0: That makes me sad. So-
1: <laughs> Girl, I just like okay, so I'll pass on that.
0: Yeah, we don't and know. And maybe you if are, you know yeah. me
1: some other time, just do a little research.
0: Yeah. Uh, and to me, and not to cut you off, but like it it seems like a lot of these, yeah, like it seems like no one was paying attention. You know what I mean? And yeah. and to me that is like offensive. Like how do you claim to know about House and Techno but you don't know who DJ Minx is, you know, you don't know who K Hand is, you don't know who right. Stacey Hale is, you know, like This is like the foundation, you know, these are people that are part of the foundation of Detroit Music, House Music Techno. And you guys are just now finding out, you know, all these years later because you're at the crib, you know, watching TV. Um... So it seems like why weren't y'all paying attention before this? You right. know, that's my whole thing with this whole reckoning that's happening. You know, it's cool. I've received a lot of great opportunities outside of DJing just in terms of, like, the journalism realm, which has been great. Um, but it's still just like, why were y'all not looking for black writers and journalists prior to this? Why did you guys, you know, why don't you know who some of these folks are? Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think we're headed in the right direction? Like, what is your... Uh, view of like where things are headed do you think like there's hope for black artists in the industry um,
1: i think so yeah. i think we're on the rise It yeah. really sounds crazy saying that right now in 2020 yeah but seriously there has been because of the black lives matter and all the movements that are going on yeah. people are paying attention more exactly. because a lot of people didn't know what we dealt with or are dealing yeah. with Exactly. So they're looking now.
0: This is like, well, damn. Even the interview with Kevin Sanderson
1: um, for
0: Billboard, that really was just, Um, it was a great interview, but it was just sad. He's talking to people. They said, oh, well, who are you? I'm like, what? And these are big, quote unquote, you know, industry people that are running festivals and clubs. And you don't even know who like one of the founders of Detroit Techno is. Right. Um, That's crazy. So. Your legacy, Minx, you know, what would you like your legacy, you know, to be um, in Detroit as, you know, as a DJ, as an artist, as a producer? Um, What what do you want your legacy to be? What do you want to be remembered for?
1: For actually, and I always say Women on Wax, for the helping of the people that started out um, in hopes of becoming a DJ and how I helped them get to the point they did. That's just going to be something that should be. To this day, people remember that, and they, they yeah. continue to talk to me about it because I think that was a big part of my uh, career, starting that. You know, now we say, or we got to the point of saying, I just don't want it to be just women. You know, it should just be more than women. Because this the problem was it was a man's world, right? Yeah. And so we're inside the realm along with the guys, and so we should just be recognized for actually what we do. We're is DJing. Yeah, we should be recognized for the music. Period.
0: Yeah, sometimes it is weird about being in that bubble, you know. Because like, although you know, I like things that are like, you know, all women or me. I'm like really all black, but you know, I still want to be known as just, a, you know, I don't have to just be a black DJ or a female DJ. You know, like you said, just a dope ass selector, somebody that can bang the decks, you know, bring a smile to people's faces, let them, you know, get rid of their stress. Regardless as to you know sexuality, race, you know sex, you know all of those things, um, and I feel like there's so many conversations about women and about blackness and. know some people don't like that but it's like unfortunately the way we've been kind of left out these conversations are important if we would always been down and available and everyone was visible and you know got that shine we wouldn't have to focus on the identity politics right you know so it's like we're working through these things so that's why i think it's important that we talk about them acknowledge them you know work out the dirty work and then hopefully we can get to a point where we don't have to focus on that but
1: right now we We ain't people there. don't want to hear it. They don't like it. But, I mean, it is yeah. it is what it is. Exactly. Yeah. You got to educate these people that don't know.
0: So make sure y'all do your homework, you know, look it up and pay homage to the people, you know, that help bring this beautiful music, you know, to the world. Um, not just Detroit, not just America, but literally music, you know, that's reached, you know, the world. Yes. Far um, wide. So last question for you, Minx, is, um, you know, what do you what's next for you um any i know you said you if you want to talk about your fashion line real quick i know you have the release with lady c mm-hmm. um do you want to anything under announcements or any shout outs you know this whatever you want to say to wrap it up <laughs> you know
1: <laughs> well okay so it's actually behind the groove it's g-r-u-v so okay. behind the, the groove. it's uh It's basically uh, T-shirts, yoga pants, sports bras, and all of it is for the underground. Okay. So I do have in there right now, you know, most of it's music related. Um, So I have stuff from Mahogany Music. So I've got Kenny Dixon stuff in there. I've got some stuff from KMS Records, um, Planet E, Detroit Love, and Women on Wax. So, and it's just, you know, just starting out. So I just opened it last month. Okay. So it's just, uh, you know, it's just starting to grow. So, um, you know, working on my marketing plan right yeah, now. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's just okay. taking a little Behind time.
0: Behindthegroove.com, G-R-U-V. Yes. So yes. you guys make sure you support mm-hmm. yes, black own business. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and um, I do have the release with Lady C. That's only going to be a digital release right now. So it's uh, for pre-sale on TrackSource right now. And then a couple of weeks, it's going to be regular, regular sale. And it's going to come out all over in just uh, close to September, just a few weeks from now. Okay, cool. Um, I'm working on production, so I have a lot of music in the background just waiting to see how I want to launch and put it out, etc. I've got a vinyl release. Oh, nice. Violet Groove EP. Um, it's got four tracks. And two of them are Paris to 313, something I released on digital, but a lot of people were asking for it on vinyl. So that's going to be on there.
0: And is this on your label or is it on some? Okay.
1: Yeah, it's on my label. And there is um, the Violet Groove track, which um, there's a vocalist on it. It's just it's just a little singing on there. Yeah. And that vocalist is, is me. But, uh... Girl, I just did a little something on it. I was right. like, "Whoa, that sounds good. So, it just, you know, people just got to let me know what they think. Yeah. And the other track is another, The Walk in the Park. I I redid another... Yeah,
0: um, I was listening to it earlier. Release. I didn't oh. know. It, so, that was one of your, like, more popular tracks. Like yeah,
1: that yeah, that one was... I was
0: oh, like, okay, yeah. thanks. I was bobbing to that oh, one. Oh, thank
1: you. Yeah. Girl, that was the one that I still... Minus, minus rec- records. Yeah, that. I saw
0: that,
1: yeah. Yeah, and I still... Just get accolades from them. Yeah, to this day, so and I made that track and so fast, and yeah. it was so minimal and smooth. So yeah, so that I mean, was not the even biggest thing I did. Get, you know yeah, I mean? so,
0: so you just
1: so, never know. know. Art, right?
0: You think everyone's gonna hate it, and then they love it, right? Right, <laughs> right.
1: So it's a remake of that on there.
0: Okay, so. cool. Well, I'll definitely be on the lookout for that. That's mm-hmm. exciting. Um, Thank you. But I just want to say thank you again. It was definitely an honor and a pleasure to speak with you. Um, Like you said, I know we've been working on trying to get together for a while, but Mm -hmm. that's DJ travel life. It's hard.
1: Absolutely. Um, (laughs) You know,
0: circumstances are weird, but um, thank you again, and I wish you all the best with everything moving forward.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. No problem, Inks. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye, y'all.